joining the show today. Uh, my name is Enrique. Everybody calls me Reek. Hit me up on Twitter at Reeky Leaky. See me on the Crackbacks podcast weekly. Hit us up at Crackbacks. I'm going to bring you something a little different here. going to start doing our own content just to add a little something more to the show. You know, everybody's kind of got their own mix in terms of what sports they're into. I am specifically a New York guy. So you're going to start seeing me doing a lot of New York sports podcasts. Really the only New York sport we can really talk about, the only one actually happening right now, is the New York Jets. You know, we'll kind of dive into in terms of where, number one, where the franchise is heading, where I think the franchise is heading. And uh, also kind of what I expect to see happen in the draft and in free agency. Uh, you know, we start with number one, me personally, from the time I saw him at USC, you know, I actually thought that the Browns were going to draft him, but I, I am a, for the first time ever, a firm believer in a Jets quarterback. Anybody who knows me knows I'm one of the more pessimistic Jets fans. I was never a big Mark Sanchez fan because his own coach, Pete Carroll said, do not draft the guy. He's not ready, but Rex Ryan doesn't one up him and decide to trade up to get him, right? But that's neither here nor there. That's in the past. I do think with a little luck, we did end up getting the right guy. Uh, Darnold is the guy to lead the franchise, assuming management does not fuck that up. Uh, I do like our new GM. I finally believe in a GM of ours, in, in Joe Douglas. He's a guy that wants to build through the draft, doesn't like overspending, because I think McCagnin just had that quick trigger, wants to overspend. So I like the direction that uh, Joe Douglas has. Not the biggest Adam Gase fan, um, but the only positive I see is uh, Darnold, since his senior year of high school, has had a new coach every year. So it's finally time to give him some continuity. And uh, I really don't know what was out there in terms of an upgrade, unless you thought Mike McCarthy was an upgrade, which I thought he was too, but that ship has already sailed. No point in firing Gase after one year when everybody got injured. My, my thought process is this is a big draft for him and Douglas. They got to really nail this draft. Uh, so the franchise can continue to move in the right direction. I know everyone's excited that Tom Brady left the division. I would hold off on that. Obviously, as Jets fans, we've seen what Bill, Je- Bill Belichick has done for 20-plus years. I'm not ready to go off and say the Bills are the favorite or, or, or we have a shot. I think we can beat the Bills. So that's why even with or without Brady there, the Bills are not clear-cut favorites. I think we could split with the Bills. We typically split with the Bills anyways. Um, but, you know, a few things go our way in the draft, meaning some guys that maybe weren't become available become available, kind of like how we got Darnold. You know, I could see the rebuild coming faster, but we really are, you know, one to two years away, assuming the trajectory is going the same way. And the piece – and more importantly, the pieces are put around Darnold. So let's start with the offseason moves we've done so far. Uh, I know that um, the first move was the offensive tackle out of Seattle, uh, George Fant. I know there was um, some mixed reviews on him. I am an avid reader of PFF, even though admittedly I have not purchased the the subscription for the Elite yet. I do plan to purchase the Elite package eventually again. I I do firmly believe in what the folks in, in Pro Football Focus do. I like how they give individual grades. And um, the reviews on uh, Fant are pretty mixed. Uh, you can make a case because of his age range. He's in the... I think he's 27, I believe. There's still some, some potential to improve. He does have the athletic ability, former basketball player. Uh, I know he got had a major injury in 2017, um, but I do trust the eye of Joe Douglas, our GM, uh, in terms of really being able to spot talent on the offensive line. And kind of what we're doing now is you're just tapping into the right profile, young and affordable, because we still want to keep that cap flexibility. 
haven't really signed an upper tier player yet. I mean, it would have been nice to sign Conklin, but uh, I get why we didn't want to spend that much money, especially when, like I said, uh, Gase's philosophy is really more through building through the draft, um, which I think the winning teams in the NFL do that. They kind of wait for the free agents that haven't been signed yet and give them these one-year prove-me deals, um, which is why I'm fairly optimistic in terms of this Robbie Anderson situation because I do want Robbie Anderson back just in the right team deal. He's a wide receiver, too, who becomes an elite wide receiver, too, if you have an elite wide receiver, one. He's clearly got the speed to make these cornerbacks kind of nervous. So And also, back to the franchise, it's nice to have that continuity to continue to give Darnold some of the same weapons. I really would like to see a full healthy year of having two tight ends with uh, Herndon out of Miami, a heavy run formation, kind of help the offensive line a little bit, kind of see kind of what happens there, you know. Um, I, I do like when teams can look like they're running a heavy run formation and then pass off of it. And uh, Darnold did develop a good uh, relationship with the other tight end as well, too. And, you know, Chris Herndon's physical ability speaks for itself. He just has to stay healthy and off those PEDs so he can actually be on the field. I don't expect to see Nunwa back. I think his career is possibly over. I mean, you don't mess with those neck injuries. Uh, so really, depending how things in the draft unfold, you know, and unfortunately with all these free agent moves, it's looking like maybe less and less quarterbacks get taken in the first 10 picks unless there's trades, which there very well likely could be. So assuming that those four offensive linemen are already off the board by pick 11, I would not mind the Jets going after a wide receiver. I know that the number one rated receiver is Jerry Judy. He's a very polished route runner. I just think there's other guys with higher ceilings, but at 11, that's a very tough pick to pass off on Judy for someone who you think can be better. But Judy, Judy steps in day one starter, and he'll shake people. I mean, he's a very, very polished route runner. I just think the ceiling of a guy like Henry Ruggs or CeeDee Lamb is a little higher. But, you know, honestly, you can't go wrong with any of those guys. They're all going to help the team in one way or another. But, yeah, in addition to the, to the uh, signing of the uh, offensive tackle out of Seattle, George Fance, we also did pick up, which I think is a very underrated move, uh, the center from the Denver Broncos, Connor McGovern. Same situation, a younger guy, solid. Um, isn't I think he's an improvement over Jonathan Harrison. Um but Jonathan Harrison is a very, very solid backup center, which is why I'm glad we're keeping him. You know, Ryan Khalil passes prime, a little injured. You know, it was a one-year, you know, kind of tried out. didn't work out. Uh, no hard feelings there. I do like having uh, McGovern kind of be the pivot man of that offensive line. And also we re-signed uh, Alex Lewis, which you knew since Douglas pulled that trade, there's no way he's going to just give up that guy. And, you know, according to PFF, he was pretty solid, so... Um, you know, the line has improved a little bit. I would love to see us draft a tackle instead of getting a wide receiver, mostly because this wide receiver draft is so, this draft, excuse me, is so wide receiver rich. Uh, so there's guys to get, you know, second, third round, especially we got those extra picks. We got the extra third rounder from the Teddy Bridgewater trade. So, uh, and also the extra third rounder from the, um, Leonard Williams trade. Cause we also, I mean, really, if you look at it, there's three premier positions in the NFL. Um, you have your quarterback, you have your defensive end, and you have your cornerback. Those are the three premier positions in the NFL. And in two of those three last year, the Jets were the worst in the NFL, and specifically the ones on defense. So even though we got some great players on defense, you know, we got some good linebackers. You know, obviously the defense changed a little bit when C.J. Mosley was out, but we don't have that real premier corner. 
I am interested to see this kid bless a uh, Austin uh, next year. He did play good for a little bit, but then kind of got burnt towards the end. Tore his ACL twice, so I know he has some uh, pretty rough injury history. And, you know, Brian Poole, I think he was at least top 20 through week 20, through week 17 last year, according to PFF. He's kind of a slot guy. He kind of replaced what we used to have in Buster Screen. So I do like that they re-signed him. He's definitely a guy you want to have on the team. You know, in terms of the big names left, I know, um, you know, Dante Fowler's out, and we do have a need for defensive end, and also Clowney's still out there. I think we should hold back on giving him too much money. It depends on really the money. The Anthony Barr money is not something that we should be offering to Clowney. I don't think he's that guy. I think Anthony Barr is actually a little better, but I don't think he would have been that good with us anyways. But, you know, I'm okay with not going after those big, big prize free agents uh, because I think in this draft they have an opportunity to get some starters uh, in the first, you know, three, four rounds. You know, just kind of see where the, the direction of the team goes. You know, I think uh, – as I said, this is a very important draft for Adam Gase and Joe Douglas in terms of where the team's going to head in the next few years. And I do like how, rather than overreacting, uh, which I feel the Dolphins specifically, but even also the Bills, it's like when they kind of had that idea that Brady was leaving, they possibly start overspending. You know, I do not love that Byron Jones contract. Even though he is good, you know, you pair him with Howard, that's a, that's a lot better um, corner tandem than what the Jets got. Just think it was a little money for him, especially for a team that's supposed to be rebuilding. Uh, I know there's talks of them taking the best available quarterback, which they probably will. I do think that's a mistake. Now, Buffalo, I really like that trade for Diggs. I do think Diggs is good, but my issue is I don't know if Josh Allen is the right guy to use a guy like Diggs. I still think, uh, what's that kid? Uh, the guy was on the, he was on the, he was on Dallas for a bit. Cole Beasley, I think his name is, the slot guy. He's got good rapport with, uh, with Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's a run-first type of guy. You're not He's not a guy that's going to be airing the ball out. So as frustrated as Diggs used to be with Kirk Cousins, he's probably going to get just as frustrated with Josh Allen because they both have shortcomings as a passer, and really they both need they both need the running game. Kirk Cousins needs Dalvin Cook. Josh Allen needs his legs and Devin Singletary. Um, and then with, and then also, you know, the other Dolphins moves, why, I, I don't know why they're paying Eric Flowers that much. They should just be drafting somebody else, save that cap room. Uh, Eric Flowers is a bust. I mean, I, I don't know what they see in him. Kyle Vannoy, situational linebacker. Um, you know, if really, if you look at the, the Patriots defense last year, there's only two guys that can legitimately start for any defense. All the other guys our Bill Belichick, plug-and-play, situational, you do this best, I'm going to put you in this spot, and our defense is going to play well. Uh, but Stephon Gilmore and McCordy are the only two guys that can really, I feel like, start in almost any NFL defense. Uh, but with that being said, you know, the, the Patriots can also have a good draft, which is why I'm not ready to write them off. I don't think there's a clear favorite. If you want to make a betting favorite, sure, give it to Buffalo because of what they did last year. I have not seen Buffalo build on consistency so i can't say that oh because they went 10 and 6 last year they're gonna go 10 and 6 this year especially considering the ASC east plays a significantly tougher schedule a lot of us got to go out west to play the nfc west not the afc west which was relatively uh even though we played half the afc west but it was that the bottom half was relatively weak the schedule does get a little tougher um but really more importantly from a jets perspective i i don't think this is a this is a team ready to really make any kind of damage just yet. It'll be a year ahead of schedule. I do expect to see improvement 
so maybe like a nine and seven record. It, you know, based on when I saw the schedule, I'm, I'm looking at nine and seven. But more important to me is the production of Sam Darnold. I do think our defense is going to be kind of like it was last year. They're probably going to give up a lot of yards just because I'm not sure those solutions for corner at defensive end are going to happen all the same year. We may find one, but uh, we're going to need both, which I think we may be a year away from that. Um, you know, even though they were pretty opportunistic last year with a lot of turnovers, and that's why I see a decline this year because the success of the defense was based on a lot of turnovers and just in the NFL year after year, that's just something that's very difficult to keep up with. Um, so with that being said, I look at a 9-7 and seven record, but more importantly, you want to see consistency, number one. Because if, if you see consistency from Sam Donald, the numbers are going to get better because you already saw this year, the first year, and you saw a little bit more consistency this year, but, you know, also had the injuries and stuff. You know, more importantly, I want to see him play a full 16-game season. That's number one. Throwing some numbers out there that I want to see, looking at 3,500-plus yards and, you know, 30 touchdowns. I'll t- that that is a good next step at that you know at that um 30 year mark 3500 plus yards 30 touchdowns uh and if he can get 12 interceptions tops he's gonna take chances he's that kind of guy i don't want him to stop being who he is he's got that kind of glenslinger mentality uh but a good year for darnold you're looking at again 3500 plus yards 30 touchdowns no more than 12 picks and you're headed in the right direction i mean the reason why I'm so high on Darnold is because he has not even begun to scratch the surface of a potential. We look at someone like Baker Mayfield, who I thought from the beginning he already reached his peak. Looking at his story, looking at Darnold's story, it's completely different. And also Darnold's two years younger. So this coming season, Darnold will be as old as Baker was his rookie year. So obviously through their entire careers are going to get compared just because one got drafted one, one got drafted three. I don't see after this season how Baker may even not even be the starter. I mean, he's got no excuses this year. And I still think statistically Darnold could outperform him, obviously because uh, the AFC East is a little bit of a weaker division too, so we can throw a little bit more. The AFC North is very tough. Don't sleep on the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger coming back. But, you know, back to the Jets, that's kind of what I want to see them do in terms of uh, where the franchise is headed. Stay away from, from those big-name free agents. That never works in the NFL. Build through the build that depth through the draft. That's what we've always lacked. We got good we got good players. We got shiny toys, but when C.J. Mosley got hurt, you know, even though our depth was at linebacker, all of our linebackers got hurt. But we just don't have any depth. Period. I'm glad we cut Trumaine Johnson. That was a terrible, terrible McCagnan signing. Uh, and, and corners are hard position to find in the NFL. But I, I do think that uh, Joe Vitt and uh, and the, the, what's, the, what's the coordinator's name? Greg Williams. They can piece together, and the defense can be fairly decent. But uh, for us to really make the playoffs, the offense is going to have to take a huge step because the defense is not not, not that equipped to carry us just yet. They'll play hard, and, you know, obviously Jamal Adams back there. you got to respect that. But uh, for us to actually be able to make the playoffs, going to be based on the offense. And I just don't think we're ready yet, but I do think we'll be better than next year. Uh, so you heard it here first. At Ricky Leaky, part of the At Crackbacks crew, just getting started here. Try to gain some more notoriety here. Hope you listen to our podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And we will get better little by little. And uh, thank you for listening.